The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Straight from the mouths of madness. This is Lowdown. With me, as always, is F. You Hunter. What's up, bitches? You, I don't know. Remake, requel. <laughs> trilogy, oh God, start that term sequel, again, bitches. <laughs> well, no, because every screen movie is based off a trope of another horror movie, right? That is, that so is also true. Yes. That, that, that is the truth of yes. the Scream franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and with us tonight to celebrate the franchise that is Scream is no other than Emily. Hey guys, how are you doing? Oh yeah, we found the. I feel like we found like the ultimate scream. Mega, mega, mega fan. Scream yeah, fan. yeah. I love that shit though, because there's gonna be there's gonna be bombs dropped that like, oh, I didn't know. It. I love that shit. I love the hardcore franchise fans that just. I, pro- I love Scream, but like, I don't love Scream as like it's not like Halloween or Friday Scenes to me. Like, you know what I mean? But like, sure, yeah. There are people that it is to them, and they're gonna know the things that like I know about those franchises. So I'm excited to like. Learn shit about Scream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dedication, even like Nail's dedication. So I got to yes, give you props yes, on that. Yes. On uh, the shirt, though, I don't, I don't know. Oh, uh, you don't <laughs> like my Scream 3 album uh, shirt? We will get into that later. <laughs> Maybe if it was just like Scream. All right. I would take Scream 2. Wait. Was it in Scream 2 or Scream 3? Which one had Creed? Scream 3. Oh, that's another there uh, you go. mark. Yeah, yeah. I remember because I, I just rewatched that movie, and in it, I remember they, they were playing in the background. And it was it was like at like a suspenseful scene, but then Creed's playing. I'm like, that just man, totally that ages the, the scene. fuck out of Creed three. By the way, <laughs> that was 2000. They, I yeah, know. They also really shoehorn Static X in that movie. Yeah, well. they did. Yes, they did. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, oh, movie soundtracks, yeah, they, they, they were yeah. so bad in the I 2000s. Mean, yeah, but they used to be a big thing. Like, I, I think that was the first, maybe the only movie soundtrack I ever bought, besides, like, The Bodyguard, because everybody had that. And Whitney Houston. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, Whitney uh, Houston, Kevin Costner, little mulatto 90s magic. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I saw that one time, and <laughs> once, once. <laughs> once, Johnny. Yeah, once. Once. <laughs> I don't need to experience that again. <laughs> All right. Well, well, there's no better place to start talking about this franchise than the OG 1996 Wes Craven masterpiece that revitalized the fucking slasher genre of horror than the original Scream. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you guys talked about it that there was a, I think, Halloween movie that came out earlier like, that year. Literally, yeah. Part did, six. Did yeah. dog shit business. <laughs> and it, yeah, it just died in the theaters. So I think people had really low expectations, um, especially with it being a Christmas release, too, uh, which yeah. ended up being really smart for them because they were like, well, a lot of people go see holiday movies with their families during um, you know, the Christmas and holiday mm-hmm. season, and they put this out, and then it stayed in in theaters for like for seven months ever because was it, really? it just kept yeah, it was, doing it was, better. It was yeah, like, wow. word of mouth. Like, I remember seeing. Better. I remember seeing it once when it came, like came out in, like the, the theater, end of November. Right? The theater I worked at. Yeah, I think we lost it like maybe the end of March. What? And it opened like yeah. What? <laughs> Damn. Because remember you just had a lot of repeat business. I, I do, but I remember that with like Jurassic Park. And I would like scream. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Holy but you got to credit. I mean, Wes Craven. Like you know. Before Scream, he kind of tested a little bit. Let's go off the, you know, with 
New Nightmare. Yeah. And said, and let's that take something. Phenomenal film. And yeah, mm-hmm. and but huge flop. Like it didn't do shit at the box office. So but now it was kind of cool people... to see <laughs> Scream, which had, was a different approach, and it just took off. And mm. I mean, we're talking now how many movies just because of how well that first one did. Well, it's five. That's, yeah. that's how many movies. Oh, yeah. but also there was a whole copycats. There was a whole series of copycat spoof films created because of. Screen, well, no, I mean, like I know, look. I know what you did last summer. Came out literally. Oh yeah, the, the I'm next talking about like the scary year. movie franchise that literally. Yeah. Penned itself off of screen. But I'm talking about the copycats of like the. Like, yeah, I know what you did last summer. What was the other uh, one? Urban Legend. Urban Legend. Legend. Yeah. A, a lot of movies like that. My Bloody Valentine was another one that was kind the of. Remake. The remake yeah. was in there. Or, oh, oh, no, just Valentine. That Valentine. was another one that That's was it. in Valentine. that same time yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And Urban Legend, that was actually a good one. I enjoyed that film. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that film. <laughs> That's one of those that I had to revisit. I went, you know what? This is not that bad for her because a lot of those. But we also got copycats... like the faculty, which the story's not bad, but the CGI is terrible. Yeah. The okay. killer in Urban Legend is a player in Scream 2. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, true. That is yep. very true. <laughs> Holy shit. But you're right. It did. It, like, everything was like going to shit in the 90s. Metal was going to shit, horror was going to shit. <laughs> Like, like, let's look at mid '90s metal. Really, what I mean, what do we got? What do we got? Pan- I mean, Pantera would you like was the only me one. To read off the back of my shirt <laughs> so that you know what? No, but I mean, like, real metal. metal. We've got like, we've had like Pantera and Slayer still writing stuff, and like Slayer was like the downtrodden time of their career. Yeah, and Pantera got famous in the '90s. That's mm-hmm. that's what we got. That's what we got. Yeah, Metallica wrote shit. Load mm-hmm. and reload. Fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Tool was kicking around. Tool, no, all right, okay. I'll give you that. Yes. All right, all right, I will go with. Why weren't they on anybody's soundtracks? Like they would fit perfectly on a horror movie soundtrack. They would, right? <laughs> Technically, they were on a uh, soundtrack. Escape from L.A. Fuck they, you. There's a Tool song <laughs> Fuck on you, that Hunter. fucking soundtrack. I'm just throwing out there. There's a fucking Tool song on the Escape from L.A. soundtrack. Oh god. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. back to 1996 Scream. Like I think. One of the biggest thing and the smartest things that Craven did with this film, was, and as like I said, we've said they it, it followed the it's followed the entire series is that he is just making fun of a genre that he was a part of. Absolutely. In this film, I mean, he, I mean, with Nightmare, that's a slasher film, but he's making fun of the slasher genre in this film by film nerds following. The tropes of slasher it's, yep. it's amazing it was brilliant well and also you know outside of like new nightmare and um i guess friday the 13th part six like we didn't have a lot of like characters in horror movies that knew horror movies yeah like, true, true. and so i think that was so brilliant because you have this group of kids in the 90s that are like hip to the genre like know the rules and it's kind of like what would you do knowing this <laughs> genre if you were in one and the expectations we've gotten used to freddy jason you know the killer and this one it's a guessing game they keep throwing different hints at who it might be but the reveal at the end it's these two high schoolers that are murdering the other high schoolers <laughs> yeah. one yeah. dude it's not a killer it's two killers, mm-hmm. and that's perfect because you have the setup where you know you're like, oh, it's got to be Billy Loomis. But then right then and there, there's Ghostface showing up. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I guess it's not him. And you get the reveal at the end, fucking genius. Because up to that point, we're just so used to who's the killer, not multiple. Mm-hmm. Which is another reason why I think they fucked up in three because they went back to one. Anyway, we'll get on that later. <laughs> I mean, I got trivia about that too. But... Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
but yeah, there were supposed to be two. Were there? <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I didn't know that. See, there you go, dropping knowledge <laughs> bombs. Um, but yeah, like it's their fellow classmates. You're right, doing the killing versus all we've seen before is either some old dude or some undead dude. Yeah, or some, somebody you know, got. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm coming back to fuck everybody up. Yeah, yeah, zombie. Yeah. <laughs> And this one, and the motivation too. It's, it's they literally go, we, we fucking love horror movies, and and your mom was fucking, you know. So yeah, you have no. multiple. Billy's reasons. motivation was well, like, yeah. oh, your mom was fucking my dad and broke my family up. That was the motivation. But <laughs> Stu's is the best because Billy at least has like my family got pulled, you know, destroyed because of your mom. That's why I did. And Stu's is like uh, peer pressure, you know, like <laughs> he's murdering people for peer pressure. Yeah, no. That's that's pretty. I mean, <laughs> there is, that's the reason. No just, reason. I don't know. I feel like there. You knew these people in high school, though. The ones yeah. that like kissed ass to like the most popular person. These like kind of hangers on that would like just go with whatever the popular person wanted them to do. So, I mean, you know, like murder, eh, maybe a little bit too far, but like you know. I mean, and you have someone like Randy, who's the huge, like, knowledge, you know, works at the video store, has all the tropes, and you're like, this dude is way the fuck into horror movies. And he's like, yeah, I should be the suspect. Like, he's literally in the movie saying, yeah, it, it fits that I would be the suspect. Like, just to fuck with you a little bit more, this guy that you could go, maybe, as they say in the movie, you maybe you watch too many fucking horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love how he... Because he was, he knew so much that he, it, for someone who was into horror and like into movies, you're like, no, he's he's not the killer. And yet you have. I remember seen... watching that because like I I got in like I remember my my uncle Bud was a huge movie fan and like I saw most of like my movies with him because he had a he has a giant movie collection. I mean everything from you know the OG, you know the whole Godzilla, the King Kong franchise, the original, all the Bond movies, like all these cinematic movies. And like I just knew all this, thi- all these things about cinema, and I remember when I went and saw Scream, I was like, oh, he, yeah, he's not the killer. He he knows too. <laughs> no, but there's the thing is knowing too much. Like you can't if you know too much, you know you couldn't actually get away with being a killer. <laughs> like and, and yet this guy who has all this knowledge, you have this amazing scene where he's watching Halloween and he's yelling at the TV, turn around, turn around. As yeah. the killer is approaching him on the couch, and you're just like, God, this is fucking ironic as shit. <laughs> yeah. Definition of irony. Well, and he's he's like Jamie turn around, yeah. which is even funnier because the actor is Jamie Dude, Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think about it's that. Like, yeah. It's like an yeah. extra meta moment, which yeah. then you get the like extra extra meta moment in the most recent one. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. You sure do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I know people that saw that movie multiple times. In the theater, it was a great film. Yeah, because you watched it, you had the reveal, and then people wanted just because it just they wanted to see it again. Didn't you have? No, I'm thinking not. I was like, didn't like wasn't there like a teen comedy drama movie that came out that summer? I don't think so. No, yeah. (laughs) I was thinking American Pie came out around the same time. No, that's 99. Yeah, much later. Yeah, that's much later. Holy shit. Um, No, I think so. I'm a little bit, I'm guessing based on the conversation that we're having, I'm a little bit younger than you guys. So, um... (laughs) Round round Robin age, uh, 37. 
45. I'm 35. So <laughs> only by years. a couple only of years. Two. But like, um, but for me, I saw Scream the first time on VHS. I didn't go in the theaters. Mm. But like, see, you're saying have... VHS that makes it so you're not <laughs> you're too in the same, young. You're yeah. in the same If you had said bubble. the DVD then. Yeah, yeah. no. No, yeah, you're not in the quite same that bubble. young. Yeah. You're in the but, same bubble. Um, but like, I didn't have family or anybody who was really around me that was into horror movies. So the first time I saw Scream was like, kind of one of my introductions at least into slasher films like I had seen Poltergeist and like maybe a handful of other like Mm. family horror kind of things but Scream was the first movie that I ever watched that I was like oh my god I'm scared shitless and like (laughs) uh, I was at a sleepover and like my mom wouldn't let me watch the movie so my friend rented this movie for our sleepover you know you always have to have the friend that has lax parents that seems to be sometimes and they actually reference it in the newest one but that's what seems to happen with these horror movies is that a lot of they bring up oh the first time I watched it was these sleepovers so you have these sleepovers you're like all right let's scare the fuck out of how many are here you know like like that's I'm all for that dude that's routine how it works. Dude, my teenage son wants that people over. Is like, oh, that's why. Yeah, let's watch this movie. It's fine. First time I watched Exorcist. Dude, a couple like, friends I came over no for sleepover. Like, I, w- I want you to go home and have nightmares. That's <laughs> like my. <laughs> I've had to. I've had to start like watching the movies first because uh one of the first like horror movies that I let my kid watch was Reanimator and I had completely forgotten about the like head li- the, head, head, the, the head the, the, like licking yeah. on her boobs and I was like oh like, fuck yeah. whoops, whoops. He didn't I believe well, he ended up going down on even her. something like you think should be even <laughs> something you think it should be innocent as shit like you're like don't realize at the time till you oh. introduce him like when my son was uh like seven, I was like, "Oh, he can watch Monster Squad," and the first ten minutes were like, you know, eat shit. Bad. And I was like, "Whoa!" And like, that's and the eighties, bro. That's I understand, 80s, bro. But I didn't oh, even man. think about it. But you just go, "Oh no, that should be fine." And then you realize yeah. later on it's not. And then it's you the traumatize 80s. them with yeah. clowns because you introduce them to it before they're probably <laughs> no. Ready I thought you did Poltergeist first. You did the was, clown yeah. and Poltergeist. I did first. a double whammy of yeah. it, and then I he wanted to see Poltergeist, and then yeah, he had a fear of clowns for a little while because I, I might have accidentally yeah. done that to him. Poltergeist will do it to you. That movie will do it to you the scene that got me was the uh henry winkler killing hilariously enough the like killer behind the door oh yeah oh my i slept with like my closet door open and the light on inside the closet for like months after this because i was just like someone's gonna be behind the door (laughs) there's so many little tricks in that first one that are just amazing and even just like you and the the big you know you have drew barrymore she's on the poster starring that was that was following hitchcock and that, that but that was great. And you, so you already set up like, okay, so she's gonna be fine. And then, nope, she's hanging on a tree by her, like the intestines out. But right before that, this thing you never seen before is where she has the phone, and the mom goes to call nine one one, and is literally hearing on the other phone her daughter, her dying. daughter dying. Yeah, yeah. and you've it's never brutal. seen that before. Yeah, it's but that's brutal. It's that's... that kind of shit, though. You're like, I never, you never thought about like seeing he, seeing that in a horror movie. That uh. That that leads me into uh, what does everyone think the their what is their favorite kill from the first Scream movie? Because there's mm. there's kills in each one. We're gonna go through each one with this, but like, I mean, I can start it based off of that. Like, I I gotta go with the first duo kill of Stephen Casey because they both were fucking disemboweled. 
I mean, they're definitely the most brutal. I think Tatum for me was That's like my the runner most up. interesting kill Innovative. of the movie. Innovative more, kill. Kind of it, ironic, I would say, more than just like, yeah, you're stuck because of what reason? I don't know. I like, mean, I definitely had that thought. Even when I was a kid, I was like, I don't think my garage door would pick me up. I feel like it would <laughs> That's stop That's a heavy going. duty one. Like, yeah, yeah I'm the strongest motor I'm gonna in the throw world out a, on that. I'm going to throw out a random one. The fucking camera guy. The throat slit? Because, well, not only that, but (laughs) because it's such a turn, you know, the timing, and they go, oh shit, turn around, slash through, and then then you see a reappearance of him with the blood coming down. I just love that image, and they're like, oh, let me window wash this camera guy's blood off the windshield. Wow, I I like that. I like Because it just catches you off guard. Like, oh shit, there's a delay. And the minute he turns around, you're fucked. I just like the brutality of when, of, you know, she got it wrong, so gutted Steve. But then the whole, all the all the scenes leading up to the reveal of Casey's death, like you said, like parents are hearing her die. You know, she almost got away, got stabbed, and then her parents are right her there. Her mom is like, right there. Everything leading up to that that reveal before the title was just awesome. It, it was, was just so awesome. And so originally, Drew Barrymore had been um, cast as Sydney. Yeah. And um, she turned it down and sh- or she didn't turn it down, but she read the script and she said, I think it would be better if I played Casey because the audience would not be expecting me to be the first one or she second want, one. She killed. secretly wanted to be Jeanette Lee. That's um, what she, she secretly wanted to be Jeanette Lee. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. It's like, hey, she did this. Let me do this. But it um, also hadn't been done really since I go. So no, it hasn't. Shit. No. And, and a fun Easter egg uh, in that opening scene. So when um, the mom like is on the phone and the dad's like, go down to the Mackenzie's and uh, call the police. And that is a throwback reference to Halloween when Jamie Lee tells go the, to the kids McKenzie's. to go to the Mackenzie's. Holy shit. God damn. Also, Sorry, I'm like, blowing my mind. Go blown. to the Mackenzie's. Yeah, dude, holy shit. <laughs> Also, oh. uh, in H2O, um, Jamie Lee tells her son to go to the Beckers. So, yep. like, it's, oh. they exist in the same little metaverse. Oh, it's so awesome. There's uh, a dude. callback to that, too, in the newest one, because uh, the most boring character in the entire movie is uh, Liv McKenzie. Oh, I, so I thought she... you were going to say Sam Carpenter, because she was oh, pretty no. fucking boring, too. <laughs> no, but Liv, the, <laughs> the pink-haired girl, uh, yeah. her last name is Mackenzie, so it's a little bit of a callback to that huh. original Fuck. one. So. I missed that. See, and I, I, we were talking about that earlier, uh, where I was like, I was looking for all the little nuances that show up in all the screen movies. And <laughs> There's I a lot. <laughs> I didn't realize the Mackenzies, because there were times as I've watched, but now I'm literally picturing Jamie after battling Jason uh, Michael in the closet, and he's in the background. She's like, go to McKenzie's house. And da, 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 da. And then they leave. Yeah. And then Michael gets up. <laughs> he comes out. I'm, I, I'm just picturing it. And yeah, she says, McKenzie. Oh, that's awesome. I love There's it. a lot of little funny good shit. like that's that good throughout shit. the series. But I like how there was actually all different favorite kills from yeah. that movie. That's awesome. Yeah. I expected like some similarities. I debated about doing the same one as her, but I, I thought that. I would throw Tatum was my runner up because yeah. that was just creative too. Yeah. Like. Well, also the original Scream has the least deaths in it, so as really, an OG does though. Yeah. yeah. There's only seven in that yeah. one. So the original film, the first, always has generally the least deaths. <laughs> yeah. As they say in Scream Two. I was gonna up say up the body count. This is a perfect segue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Jamie's like first thing you have the body count. The gore. The fans love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's ten in Scream Two yeah. and right. three actually. 
So there's only ten and three. There's only ten and three. Wow. It feels like more than that because they happened so quickly in succession in that last. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fair. Last act, but yeah. There's ten. Anything else we can think of on first screen before we move on to two? I mean, it's just it, it's such an iconic film, and it, it, it really is. did change um, how I feel like horror movies dealt with the characters within their movies. Just the way that Billy and Stu had thought this out, made it happen, and then the reveal. Like, it, the first scream is the only one where I care about he- hearing the reveal from the from the villains. I don't even. I thought there's other scream movies I I fucking love. That's the only one that matters to me. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because the way they do the reveal between the two of them, it's just beautiful. This is like the the banter back and forth. And the, well, that's what I was gonna say is is that Billy is that sadistic, like you know, fuck you, I'm gonna kill you. But Stu, even yeah. at the moments where it's a reveal, is fucking through, fucking hit me there with the that phone, phone thing that was obviously like <laughs> not playing. Yeah, ad lib. Yeah. But like Stu brings this weird humor, and you're like. Should I be laughing at these guys yes, that totally have murdered yes. the shit out of people throughout this <laughs> totally movie? But it's Stu. And he's yeah. so fucking hilarious. Yes. And it's just like, okay, Billy's fucked up, but Stu, again, doesn't have a real explanation, and he's funny as shit. Yeah. While that scene is happening, too, you get Billy in the background, like, gutting the couch with the knife, like, yeah. just going yeah. to ham, like, throwing shit. And, like, that, that, oh, man, like, like Literally, Whoa. he's like, my parents are going to be so, like, like reacting as, oh, shit, like, I just got busted. But not busted for, like, having a party at your house. No, I or busted. people. Getting busted <laughs> for murdering people. <laughs> and that, and that, it's actually one of my problems with Scream 2 as far as the ending goes, which we'll, we'll hop back into the movie. But I feel like Oliphant was trying to tap too much into Stu. For sure. I thought right? he was a mixture like, of Stu and Billy in a way. Uh, so. He was very. I feel like he was very much Stu. He's like, oh, they're gonna like. He was just so. But he wanted to be kind of sadistic. Like I don't know, kind of sadistic, yeah. but also like like Stuish. So yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> I think the worst part of two is the ending, personally. I so I love the idea of Mrs. Loomis being um, one of the killers and just it being fully like a revenge thing for her. Um, I don't. Uh, they, uh, I really mm. didn't. I don't oh, like let it out. two. Two is my least favorite of the franchise. Wow. Like, yeah, really. Um, I feel like it takes itself too seriously. There's not the same level of like banter or fun that it really has in it. And I feel like that's such an important component to these movies specifically is that level of like funniness to it. And I really just didn't get hardly any of that from the second one. I, I see what you're saying. I guess uh, having just rewatched recently, I I took it as like they because they they immediately were getting thrown back into what they've are all already experienced because mm-hmm. you know, the whole cast comes back, so they pretty much go to red alert. You know, they pretty much all are like, "Oh shit, this is happening again." Fuck. <laughs> like, and and then you, you know, get the in Ohio, the in whole Ohio- cast went to Ohio. Ohio. Oh, but, but, but when Dewey showed up, we still got the Dewey uh, theme. The Dewey theme. Yes, mm-hmm. the Dewey theme. Doom, doo, doo, doo. But you gotta appreciate them. <laughs> Stab is introduced yeah, in this Stab, one in the very beginning, which is yes. the movie in a movie. Uh, um, I love it so. so good. And then they start so going good. into the rules of a sequel as they are experiencing. Which, all right, I'm a Randy was a film nerd, but he fucked up in this movie with Empire. 
Uh, what do you mean? It was <laughs> when when Timothy Olyphant's character, which I forget his actual name in the film, it's Mickey. Mickey. He's like he was like I got it, Empire, and he's like no, Plan Trilogy. It was not a Plan Trilogy. Star Wars was a single film. And that was it. He also gets the aliens wrong. He does get the aliens wrong. He gets wrong. the line wrong. It's like oh, yeah. The, yeah. the first guy had it right, and then he was like, I believe it's this. No, like, it's right it's the first time. And I was like, You're right. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that, that, that kind of kills me a little bit. I was just I was just <laughs> I was just like when he in the party because he's so focused on the girl he's trying to bang that he's like, No, nope, Plan Trilogy doesn't count. I'm like, no. Star Wars came out as a single movie, and Lucas was like, That was it. It's because of the feedback that the studio was like, Hey, we want more films. Mm-hmm. So Empire totally counts in the sequel realm. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> that irks me, because Empire is an amazing sequel. See, I don't know, because I, I used mean... to have arguments with my dad about this, where he says he likes Empire, but it's an incomplete movie, because you have to reference watching New Hope to see Empire, and the ending is so left up in the air that like, it, you know that there's something that's going to continue. And I get continue. that, but the data from Lucas is that Star Wars was a one-and-done film, and then Empire came about from them offering him money to do another movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, we would never have gotten Empire if Star Wars didn't take off. That's true. I That's mean, I get what you're saying, too. Like, Randy is supposed to be this, like, ultimate film nerd, and we're in a movie that is so referential That's what I'm saying, to, yeah. like, every other thing. Like, even just down to, like, um, when they first show the Stab movie, uh, it says it's filmed in Stabo vision, which yeah. is, like, <laughs> a callback to, like, the filmed in Monster True Vision, vision. Yep. Yep. they used to do for, like, House on Haunted And you have yep. the most, like... Funny reference where Tori Spelling shows up. I know, it's oh. great. <laughs> I know, but it's a reference in the first screen where she's like, Who, who's going to play me, Tori Spelling? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's, and I was like, wow, that's yeah. that's yeah. pretty amazing. Well, and then Randy complains about some nobody from uh, like one episode of Dr. Quinn, and in the newest movie where they show the IMDb, it is some like nobody. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I didn't realize till very recently that. In Stab, who plays Loomis, fucking Luke Wilson. Yeah. You what? I, I I just never paid attention because it's it's Luke Wilson with a really bad haircut. I know. <laughs> and it been so long, so when I was rewatching one, I just also never went, like, "Oh shit, that's Luke Wilson." He was also acting like Luke Wilson. Yeah. Very. Oh. I just completely oh. forgot that was Luke Wilson in that part. It was part. terrible acting. Yeah. <laughs> but it was supposed that's to the be. point. Yeah. It was supposed to be. Yeah. And I love how again Randy gets to write himself off as the killer based off. Everything when he's talking with Dewey in the in the cafeteria. If I'm a suspect, then you're a the suspect. suspect. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. Moving on. So that it wasn't because like it really was wrong. It's just like, well, I don't want to be a suspect. And Dewey's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, I I love the um, I do love the sequel conversation, and, and they you know, and obviously um, it was a Mickey is a Cameron fan because he brings up aliens, he brings Terminator Two. Sure. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love Terminator Two. Uh, I feel like I do have a harder stake in Terminator. Personally. I mean, sure, that's a tough one. I, I don't know. I put them it depends on what at you want. It depends levels. on what you want out of it. Depends on what you want out of it. <laughs> I it... saw T two before I saw the original yeah. Terminator. So did I. So... But so, it's, no, the same, so did I. it's yeah. the same thing with Alien Aliens to me. They're two different types of movies. One is an action film. One is a horror film. Same thing with the Terminator. The first Terminator movie is more of a horror film. Yeah, True. Exactly. That's yeah. and that's the thing. So yeah. they're not they're not the same type of genre in a way. So yeah. All right, now we're going in the sequel. We were talking we're about the so sequel. Fucking mad in sequel. Talking right about sequels. <laughs> it's happened. No, I I think it did it did take itself more serious, 
But some of the scenes were really, really awesome in in the in Scream Two, like the whole car chase to the dead stop, mm-hmm. having to crawl over fucking Ghostface. Like that was none, that shit wasn't done in the first one, and that was very suspenseful. I dug the fuck out of that. And I'd say we don't I, like the reveal, but I think at least it wasn't too blatantly obvious. Because yeah. at this yeah. point, you're guessing on, on everybody that's introduced, and, mm-hmm. including Jerry Connell, where you're like, oh yeah, that motherfucker is definitely yeah. probably one of them. Yeah, um, I I don't know. The car chase scene, like while I love it and it is absolutely super suspenseful, I find it impossible that while they're <laughs> climbing over, they wouldn't have pulled that mask off, like that you wouldn't have done that. Like while you were yeah. right there, even once both of you were out of the car, you would reach Nobody and- yeah. tries to pull the mask Nobody off. I mean, literally the first Casey person, Becker. I was about to say, the first person <laughs> that gets killed, it's like, I want to see who the fuck you are. And everybody else is like, eh, we'll leave it a mystery. I'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then Sid's like, oh, wait, I got to see who it is. Like, really? Now you're worried. You're like, you're away from the killer and you're worried about it. Yeah. But I will say that is my favorite kill of Scream 2 is the pipe through the head of oh, Officer absolutely. Richards. Mm-hmm. That fucking shit is gnarly as fuck. With his little twitchy hand. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, that's, and honestly, that's probably like the most brutal out of the entire franchise. I mm, not not. I mean, we had this. I, I would have to. I would have to think on it a little bit. We harder, have disemboweling, but... but I mean, like instantaneous kill. I'm thinking not like strategic. Sure. Where you gut and pull out. Like I'm talking like instantaneous pipe through the fucking skull. Because mm-hmm. Scream Three had some bullshit kills. <laughs> it did. It had some bullshit. There's a reason for that though. We'll oh, get it. We'll yeah. get into it. Yeah. Colum- I mean, it's post Columbine. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. I, yeah. But America like- was. Just to jump Tender. back to with Scream 2, just the inter- the introduction, where you have them watching Stab. It is kind of an interesting concept where everybody's running around, all with ghost face masks, knives. Like, the whole thing is to embrace the shit out of it. Yeah. And the perfect opportunity oh, to fucking death. kill somebody and nobody's going to notice because how many people in that auditorium had knives? Like, how many people had ghost face masks? Jada Pinkett's death in that was my runner-up, because that was fucking brilliant. I would actually probably say that's my favorite. Even though I love the pipe through the head, like, that is absolutely brutal, but... I love Jada's death because it's just it sets the tone for this like and it 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 was almost scarier to me because I was like oh god this could happen that's, what, that's what I'm saying things. it's because again it was the, the person with the knife uh, okay now let's the you mean of the 200 people in the auditorium that all had knives which one like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the there's it, everybody it, the theme is to scare the shit out of people so nobody notices you're actually being murdered in the theater mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah. just I mean she's great. getting the shit stabbed out of yeah. her yeah in the all the and way people up are just like the just cheering like the, but they're yeah. cheering for the movie as she's being killed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well they cheer for her when she gets up on top and does her scream and then drops they're like oh oh they're like wow this is <laughs> really this is what's yeah. out of vision again yeah <laughs> I don't know. I I loved her uh, character, like talking. I actually have a a stab shirt that. Oh <laughs> that my says, god! Your dedication is amazing. Stab shirts? Uh, they do. Um, and it says "bitch, hang up the phone and yeah. start six nine. Oh, no, yeah. Post, in the back. You recently posted that. You're right. Yeah. I love that. So shirt. I I, I, re-watch, I started rewatching the back end, uh, the back three, uh, after you posted that, and I was like, oh fuck it, okay, it was from Scream Two. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, you know, yeah, she has a shirt. Yeah, bitch, hang up the. Oh, and that's that's, that's something ass. that's great is they point out the stuff that <laughs> characters do wrong in horror movies. I love it, and yet they still do them wrong. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, they, they go back to the first one. She's like, you know, it's always some chick that's running upstairs when she and what does she do? She goes upstairs. Upstairs, you know, yeah. like, and it's great to Why poke fun no? of these people that make Why? the make these mistakes that they acknowledge, and then they do those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but again, 
the I will say another cool scene out of Scream Two was the uh, soundproof room. Oh yeah, yeah. Sound yeah. Booth. that was cool as shit. It was, Just, uh, but it's offset by like uh, Jerry O'Connell's singing scene. Oh that God, yeah, so bad, so bad. I'm glad for I'm glad for yeah. I'm glad Vern lost weight, but God damn it, man! Yeah, like, dude, come on, Vern, Vern, Vern. <laughs> but they I do went all the way. They home. do kind of push and push and push that it's like. You know, well, are we sure this isn't a copycat? And so much of a copycat, literally her boyfriend again. Yeah. And then, but you're also like, there's no fucking way they're going to do that. That's so simple. But that's what's great about two is I think that they still hint, hint, hint. No, that's stupid. Hint, yeah. hint, hint. No, that's so stupid. When you find out who it is, you're like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Then you find out that she was like, right out, out there in front of you the entire yeah, time. But, and I will she say was that. trying to, like, and she was always trying to, like, be up Gail Weather's ass. And Gil Weathers was like shit on her the whole time, and then finally asked her for like help, and then because well, she, she just, just thought like she was some hack time. reporter, yeah, 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 exactly. I did pretty. I mean, she's there out in front of everybody, and you just don't pay attention to her. Yeah, I will say the the reveal of Mrs. Loomis as the second killer too, where they push Gail through first, and he was like, "Oh my, I gotta have a partner," and Gail comes through, and I was like. No shit! She like, lost her fucking mind. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then when when the reporter, it was like almost like let down. You were like, "Oh really?" Like Gale this first. side player. And then yeah. it was like, "Oh, it's Mrs. Loomis." Okay, like that makes it more interesting, I guess. But in uh, we'll talk about three <laughs> three <laughs> killer in a minute. And then, uh. and I will say this is our first um, family members that were not in the first one that we will be kind of a trend in all the fucking sequels I that know. we get introduced to mm-hmm. in each one of the following movies. Yes. Like, oh, we so. didn't mention this person before? Okay, yeah, yeah, they're a family yeah. member that we just never mentioned, so but they're the, here now. In the 2000 film Scream 3, we get a lot of uh, get a lot of family trauma going on, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> like, okay, look. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it right now. Um, three is my second favorite of the whole of all of them, uh, and it's high second. Like, um, so and, and so I we're get it. Scream, Scream Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, and I get it. Like, look, I totally understand the problems with this movie. Um, the gore isn't there. Like the you know the it's funny. It's a it's a comedy. But um, I like I get it for what time it was in. Um, I think that there's some really interesting points that like if you haven't watched it since the early 2000s, like you should go back and rewatch it. Yeah, like I said, I just rewatched it. Like I get they they do they all right. So it's post Columbine 2000. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's not a lot of gore. America was sensitive at the time, understandably. Well, you know. So we don't have Kevin Williamson in this one. He is not the writer of um, Scream Oh, I didn't 3. know that. Uh, yeah. So he had given them about 20, 25 pages like, of where he thought Scream 3 should go, but he had other commitments. So uh, Scream 3 is uh, written by someone else mm. uh, based on his characters, as I believe the uh, okay. way that they say Which, that. Which, yeah, I think they do on the 4 and 5. It's just, he's a little nod, but it's based on. Unless I think he, he, wrote, he wrote four. four. He didn't write five. Yeah, no, five. Was, yeah. Um, was, was four. 
so so um you have this like post columbine thing so the original three plot was supposed to be they go back to woodsboro there's a large portion of it that was supposed to be in the school and Stu is supposed to be the killer like he survived oh. the original one why couldn't and- we get now why are you, oh my god why are you taunting us with what could have been just make the movie you bitches <laughs> i'm sorry so oh. so um which is also why i think everyone thought that Stu was going to be the killer in the newest installment because it's already like been put out there by Wes Craven that like Stu was potentially alive and able to come back. So, um, but because as you said, um, we're dealing with like the aftermath of Columbine and um, people really came down on like music, but especially movies and video games about like their gore level about, um, you know, like the, the level of blood and like violence, especially. And so um, that is why three is definitely a comedy. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna throw out too another movie that came out, I, I believe right before or before uh part three is scary movie mm-hmm. which made a fuck ton of money yeah, yeah and first i was- i would i would believe they went we need to put some more humor in this because like we just did a parody movie that just made a shitload of money so because it seems a lot of forced Forced comedy in part three. Yeah, and no, I'm talking no, to you. I'm talking there, to you, Parker Posey. There is exactly a lot of forced I comedy. I love her character. In I like uh-huh. Parker Posey. Look, movie. I'm a huge Christopher Guest fan. I love all of his his fake documentaries, and she's in almost every one of them. I can't stand her in this movie. She's I, also I, 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 in. It's, uh, it's, 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 isn't she also in Doom Generation? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying. She's playing almost the same character, a couple of this, the same type of characters she's played in in the Christopher Guest ones. I just, I don't know. And I, 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 she just, I, I can't stand her in this movie. And maybe that's one of the reasons it's it, it rubs me Even wrong. Like Tully, what's that? Um, what's his face? Security guard, sweet. Oh, Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Stone. Stone. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, Patrick. Come on, it's Patrick Warburton. Man, come on, man. I know. I know. But I. I... <laughs> There's just so much inside Hollywood wink wink stuff that happens in this that it I just well okay so that, and I like uh, sometimes inside Hollywood wink wink kind of stuff and it just didn't it, it just didn't work for me in this one. Now I do not like this film, but I will acknowledge what it was also talking about with Hollywood and old school Hollywood before they actually made a show about it on HBO. I think it was HBO called Hollywood, mm-hmm. where these actresses were just getting taking advantage of and used like as fuck toys for all the execs to get their name out and get these roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a fact. So yeah. Sid's mom was basically used as a sex toy among all these execs in that back room. But like that, act, that like that has been, that has come out as fact of what Hollywood was. Yeah. And, so it is. I mean, yeah, like, I will so give that you that. It's definitely way ahead of its time. That, but that, so, so like, yeah, for coming out fact- in 2000, that is very hardcore. And I, I give it the utmost respect for that. Because, like I said, the data has shown that that is and between men and women. Like, there were Hollywood execs that were utilizing men, like Rock Hudson. He got exploited <laughs> in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I mean, even like Terry Crews has come out recently yeah. and said stuff. Well, like yeah, that, he said, so. yeah, he said he was at a party and some one of his producers like did like it's just it's fucking crazy and it's it's today and this is like 
Well, and also this is reminiscing <laughs> on the seventies. Harvey Weinstein is the executive. Yeah, well, I know. I was, uh, I was just about to mention. You do know uh, which company uh, <laughs> no, released I, I, all these movies? I, didn't, I, I, Although, did, I just don't pay attention to Weinstein's name anymore. But I, that did not. From what I can tell, from like watching so much like documentary and like side story stuff about this, it seems like Bob was Bob Weinstein was like the one who was really hands on with these. It doesn't seem like Harvey had a lot of, um, you know. Input well, on that's because Harvey so we did need a to lot kind of more. Separate. I mean, they have the same name, but that doesn't mean well, the same. Harvey person. did a lot more of the pushing best picture stuff mm. with Shakespeare Love, things like that. So yeah, where yeah, the non the less dangerous one was more into the genre type uh, the franchises. Less touchy yeah, scenes, yeah. We're, yeah. I mean, just saying. No, oh, but like that was that was a huge uh, conversation piece in this film, and uh, that that. If anybody's seen this movie and, and didn't realize that, because I mean, they literally—that's what they go to. Uh, I forget his name, but Milton. Lance Lance Hendricks's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey," and then they go to his house, like, "Hey, you had a secret room." It's like, "All right, you don't have a secret room for screens. You have a secret room yeah. somewhere else." Yeah. I mean, come on, man! Like, yeah. there's some dirty shit going on. Like, I mean, know? yeah, I'm. Uh- even like when Parker Posey's character does die, she's like behind the mirrors in that bedroom, and I'm like, there's something that's just so creepy and disturbing yeah. about cringe, that. Right? Yeah, so like, cringe that the there's these like two way mirrors that are in these bedrooms. Yeah, it's just there's so much that's I feel like you know subtext, especially in the like later scenes of this movie. That if you haven't watched it in like. A post Me Too world, which I hate saying stuff like that, but yeah, like yeah. if you haven't seen it post Me Too stuff, like I feel like people should go back and watch it because it is Agreed. really interesting. Agreed. Um, and I'll say there's there's other stuff I love about this movie. Oh, oh yeah. Um, like I mean, I get. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, you, you dive into that. You, you dive. Into I that. love. I love. You said you didn't like Parker Posey, I, but I love her and Gail like as the buddy cops almost. I, yeah, in this that's, movie. that's it's a begrudging buddy. Like, Gail hates it the whole time. And like, I. I, I, I feel Gail's like, oh. like, oh god. Yeah, it's just seemed um, forced to me. Detective yeah. Wallace, I think, uh, who is the like deadpan guy who has the like, I'm gonna go dust for fingerprints with Jane Polly. I think he was so underutilized in this movie because his little like one pan or deadpan like one liners are just so good. Like to me, they hit me right in like the comedy sweet spot. <laughs> I guess. Have either of y'all seen a movie Robert Alton movie called The Player? No. Yeah, uh, it's called The Player. But it's pretty much kind of a, it's got Tim Robbins, it's kind of a wink wink into Hollywood and how things work. And I think the problem is, is that if you've seen that and then you watch Screen 3, you feel like you're just watching the player, like they just kind of plagiarize a lot of the player with that. And I think that might have been what also distracts me when I watch it is that it's got so much of the same beats of this other random ass movie that isn't a horror movie. Uh I have not seen that, but I will say we, we we basically went into the deep some of the deep subtext with the film, but there is like surface level stuff where all the actors said like I didn't sleep with him because to, to do this blah blah I didn't I didn't fuck him for this yada yada like literally all the main actors yeah. are like constantly saying like I didn't do this to end up here. Mm-hmm. And that was—that's a—that's a surface level. Yeah. That's like the easy shit. <laughs> oh to God, crack. Roman, like, remind yeah. me not to sleep with him again. <laughs> like, it's like it's just so much surface level shit with this film that those are actually the comedic. I feel like those are the comedic nods to it, where like sure. the actual story is giving you like the nasty. What because then it's not coming across as like we're trying to make this such a heavy, serious film. Sure, you know. Look, 
Scream 3 <laughs> is definitely the most Scooby-Doo out of Thank the you. whole series. Yes. But because of that, I feel like it's the one that if I'm like having a bad day or if I just want to rewatch something from this series. You watch the that's... first one. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch Stu one. Stu will always cheer you up. Too. I'm saying Stu, Stu will always cheer you up, man. I mean, even just like uh, the scene where like Ghostface is chasing Tyson, uh, the like or the token black character, yes. which he calls out himself like he's running away and he's like oh you motherfucker (laughs) as he's running away like there are just so many like it it really is very Scooby-Doo and I get that and I get that there's problems with it but I also just think it's a really fun movie to watch so let me get this straight Randy just to be on the safe side (laughs) recorded Hey, just in case it was a trilogy. Just guys. in case. Just in case it was a trilogy. Yeah. Again, All right. they had to shoehorn him back in. And there I will to say this. I remember when I watched that in the theater, and when he showed up, there was a united groan that happened <laughs> oh, no. because where he was fun in the first one and ironic he that he gets killed in the second one. He was he was yeah. solid in the second one, yeah. But he was not forced in the third one with uh, the random sister with the video. Uh, he did this just. Be, I no, you don't need it. No, nope. you don't need it. You there, need there's it. a lot of stuff in three that I would say <laughs> you don't need, but again, it doesn't. Well, like stop Patrick it. Dempsey, you totally don't need him in the third one. Well, he was a useless guy. Well, uh, 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 so he was put, he was definitely put in there to be a love interest because the plan was obviously when they talk about it being a trilogy the plan was to end it after the third one like button it up give these people like a happy ending you know wh- whatever um, and in the most recent screen movie they mentioned her husband twice and his name is Mark and Detective Mark Kincaid is Patrick Dempsey's character. Oh, Holy shit. So, shit. I, uh, but again, this goes back to your problem that you had with four, where it's like, oh, okay, so they've been together for 22, 21, 22 years now, and yeah. they just didn't mention, mention that. anybody. Yeah. This is what happens right. in the screen movies, because we also, I think, get introduced to a, another uh, family member, mm-hmm. and the third one that had never, ever... Been mentioned well, this before. This ties that. into the Hollywood thing where she got used and got pregnant, and then you have him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is definitely my least favorite killer reveal. Um, oh, the fact so that bad. they once again—it's a person that Cindy, Cindy, Sydney doesn't meet until the last scene when it's revealed. Just like you know, Debbie Salt's character. I mean, obviously she knew that character as Mrs. Loomis, but um, originally. Angelina was supposed to be the second killer. Uh, Emily Mortimer's character, the one who was playing Sydney. Um, and yeah, they kind yeah. of used that story in uh, Scream 4 with uh, Judy Hicks. So it was supposed to be this like girl who went to high school with Sydney and like was really jealous of her. And so they kind of played with that with Judy Hicks' character in the fourth movie. Um, but I guess they realized that that was a bad idea. Mm, <laughs> like <yeah. laughs> one of the things they realized was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so like I feel bad. Like you, like I'm gonna defend Screen Three. Sure, I'm gonna defend it. And, and, but look, we're trying to be we're, we're, we're being nice. We're being look, nice. We're being nice. It it has problems. Like the whole storyline with her mother, like seeing her mother. I hated all of that stuff. Yeah, that whole um, bit of, that whole shit where she's having visit her mom. That made no sense for the rest of the series. Yeah. At all. It didn't. And um, like, look, I know she's been through some trauma and she's 
just trying to live her life. And I get that there's leftover stuff from that. But I, I, I really didn't like that. The other thing that kills me is that Gail checks Roman's pulse when he is dead. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously he's the killer. So I was like, what the fuck happened there? And then the, the third and probably most glaring is the technology to be able to mimic someone's voice that doesn't even exist really today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the big one. I mean, that was, I mean, from the very beginning with fucking uh, Cotton was like, wait a minute. All right, how did the fuck... I you... loved his cameo in this movie, though. Yeah, it was so no. perfect with his 100% cotton show. <laughs> yes. 100% cotton. Oh, man. 100... <laughs> I wanted that, that to that's happen. The, that's OG scream to me. Like, when he's in the traffic jam and he talks about that, I'm like, oh, no, that's 96 scream. That's that fucking tongue-in-cheek. Hundred percent cotton. That's like, one of those that's things. That if shit. that movie, if Screen Three had come out today, you would have had a mini web series, like just 100% cotton. Did, just to help promote Screen Three because that's what they do now. Exactly. And, and that that's you one lean thing in on that shit, man. We missed out on. We missed out yeah. on that. I would totally take hundred percent cotton, dude. <laughs> I would take that shit. That was awesome. But you're right. Like, like we can't do that now in 2022. Why was that a thing in 2000? <laughs> it was a plot device. Like, oh. again, I told you, this one is definitely the most Scooby-Doo, but I do think it's the most fun. Well, and, but like, it did come out a few years after Face Off, mm. where, again, the microchip in your throat makes you sound like John Travolta, all right? <laughs> all right. So, yeah. again, I mean, yeah, yeah. we're we're not and really... Grab underage chicks' asses. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, that, and, and and add yeah. pounds and take pounds away uh, of the shape. Yeah, but so I'm saying face about off, fire fire movie. Face off, off already face off kind of fucking... yeah said a microchip does it all. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so again, this is the neutered of all the screen movies, but I will say, um, Tom Prince's explosion death was <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> So bad. He's just looking out the window like ah! <laughs> it's like he could read everything except for the line that was gonna kill him. And yeah. there's enough gas in that house to blow it up like that, but nobody smelled it before then. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. That always bothers me. It's just like, oh, I, I, my sense I, I of smell lean, left. I right lean into that one. That's just hilarious. I'm like, okay, okay. And there's the cameo. We have to bring up because if you've watched Evening with Kevin Smith or you've seen yes, with Kevin James Smith, Silent Bob, yes, right? Yes, Connie Chung. <laughs> yes, but I'm just saying, literally, that's the whole Kevin Smith has a whole thing about how Jason Mewes, after they got paid for that cameo, all he wanted to do was just keep making cameos because it was the easiest work to just have a day of just getting paid, getting free food, yeah. and doing <laughs> shit like that. So yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I mean, I'm I get it. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> Definitely caught me off guard when we watched that because you're like, okay, it's going on. And I know it's Hollywood. And you're like, wait, wait, is that Jay and Silent Bob? Well, if this- you think about it, it's 2000. When did Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back come out? I think right after that. I was about That's to say, right yeah. And Miramax, yeah, yeah, like a little sea approaching. Still kind of random. It, uh, now, now, knowing what comes out, it makes sense. You know, I remember skipping school to go see Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back because fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then so, years pass. That's enough of three. <laughs> 11 years pass, and we get Scream 4, which they actually utilized one of the letters to make this 
title, which they did not do in the most recent, which they failed to do. I know. It would have been so easy to make that M into a Roman numeral five, but... We're uh, talking about the S. S into a five. Yeah. Like yeah. an actual five. five. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But I didn't think about the Roman numeral... Yeah. yeah, like just color the middle... The M is already like further down. Did we just both... Did we all just do better than the promotion? <laughs> we, both, we all just dropped bombs. Yeah. Fucking seriously. Holy There's somebody shit. going, oh, god damn it. Didn't even think ah, about it. Fuck that up. <laughs> Yeah, so we got Scream 4. Yeah. Now, this one I really do enjoy. I do. I enjoy it a lot. This one is, I, I will admit, the first time I watched it, I wasn't, I, I, I didn't hate it, but it just kind of, it was better than, than in my opinion, than 3. I, 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 it, there was things that rubbed me the wrong way, but re-watching it, definitely I started to appreciate stuff in there that I didn't appreciate the first time I watched it. I'll throw that out there. I mean, I think it's funny to see. I, I, I think it's awesome to see Dewey as a sheriff. I think it's funny to see Gail Weathers like drop down a couple pegs. Sure, because she yeah. she was just so like assholeish. Well, ball busting career woman. Yeah. So I mean, but that was definitely her character, and you can see how much she's like struggling with that mm-hmm. in this movie, especially like when put into very sharp, obvious comparison to like Sydney, who has written a book that is obviously doing well and um the kind of like jealousy that you can get from Gail's character in in a lot of this movie. Which I will say her writing Sydney writing that book I thought was a good companion piece to how three ended. Sure. With yeah. her like leaving the gate open and not wanting to feel like she's locked in her own house. Like I felt like uh, out of all the things that came from three into four, I felt like that was a very positive note into her character. Sure, yeah. And she actually did come out of the self-isolation she was imposing on herself because of what happened to her way back, you know, a twite, well, within a year of each other. But still, she's not a prisoner to her own fear anymore. You know, she didn't even, like, like, I remember she didn't turn her fucking security, ca- you know, her security system on. And you're right, Mark was there at the fucking house at the end of three. Mm-hmm. When she leaves the door open, that part drives me insane. Yes. <laughs> she's like, it was like, what movie you watch? It was like, oh, you gotta come, you gotta come see. And God, ugh. Yep. They actually give it to you in three, too, because he, like, is at the house with them. Why the fuck is he at the house? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. You're right, but they give it to you. Yeah, they yeah. do. They, they give you that in the newest one. There's a lot of, like, weird, like, fan service stuff in the newest one, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, how does everyone feel about four? How do you think they they, think they handle that well? I feel like... I, I the, the first time I watched it, some of the you know the teenage character the the high school characters annoyed the shit out of me. Watch the second time, not as much, but that first time, like just the the recording guy. I'm trying to draw a blank. Yeah, he's doing the, bl- the video. Yeah, the that blog, that got obnoxious. Yeah. But you, once you utilize that, I, the second time I watched it, I, it didn't annoy me. That first time though, I, I was like, shut the fuck up, because they all everything was re- movie references and things that. It got kind of bothersome, um, but besides that, I mean, I thought some of the kills were pretty good. I like um, uh, the scene with them at the, with the barn or whatever with uh, the Sabathon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was, that was I wish someone was fucking throwing a horror movie marathon. Oh, like I know. That. When I was in high school, I would have killed for something no like that. No shit. I didn't obviously... <laughs> and, and, no, I, and I like throwing. Uh, <laughs> was it uh, Emily Roberts? Like. Um, 
as the you know just kind of the the misdirection type thing. So I mean, we're we're again getting new family members in this one. Yeah. Yes. Um. I at I least will she's tell you. younger and like you know we didn't have to be introduced to her in the first one as my little like baby baby like you know what I'm saying like at least she's younger. Up to that point, it was older family members that we just never had heard of before. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, I loved her as the killer in this one. I mean, that scene at the end where she's like doing all of that stuff to herself and like runs herself head first. That shit was yeah. rad, dude. Her. Like, I mean, she stabs it was herself, really like, good. It's just like a scene out of Fight Club. Yeah. Like, fucks herself up um, hard, dude. Yeah. So I loved her in that. Um, you know, there's obvious issues with, you know, just height differences. Oh, um, yeah. But, no, 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 you was, can't start I, I doing that on most of these. You, no, you really can't get that. into you really uh, can't get into that too much with these movies because, you know, obviously they're trying to hide who the killer is um throughout and there's the same problem with the newest one. But there's the same well, if you think about this, there's the same problem with all of them because there's a little bit of a height difference. If you just keep going back to the original of Matthew Lillard yes. to like Skeet uh, yeah. He's a bit yeah. taller, so yeah, a little taller, a little yeah. Taller, a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> you, it's I mean, almost sure. like don't think about that. Don't worry um, about it. And then the filter. Do you want to talk about the filter that's kind of on this whole movie that drove me insane when I first saw it? Mm. Um, like it just there is a weird like filter that they chose to do the whole movie in, and it makes lights it makes like fuzzy. really oh. bright and it makes stuff kind of fuzzy. Yeah, no, and it makes it fuzzy. Yeah, I don't know. It, it draw like it drove me crazy. When I didn't know I what filter saw. you were talking about, but no, like I, I having just watched it like two days ago. I'm like. My TV. What, wait, you talking about the focus on focus? Yeah. Like, this shit's, like my shit's clearer than this. What the fuck is going on? Like, I was like irritated. I'm like, yeah, this is stupid. Why? Why is my it, shit? Look it almost fuzzy? seemed like the director was trying to like, like he was Craven was trying to draw attention to certain things, but it it it, it didn't work. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, you um, you do know the other killer is like. A Culkin, right? Yeah. yeah. Rory. Oh, come on. Rory yeah. Culkin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can look uh, at Someone can say Charlie. the more successful Culkin, Culkin at this point. Yeah, I mean. no shit. <laughs> I mean, he's um, in one of my favorite movies awesome of all time. So. As the horror guy, the, you know, like the the knowledgeable. He's like, he, he was like replacing Jamie, but Yeah, cooler. this time Randy gets the girl. Uh, I don't know. I didn't love him as the second killer, but I feel like... After the first one, especially in these like two killer scenarios, I feel like there's like a th- kind of throwaway one. Like, so Timothy Oliphant was, I think, kind of the throwaway one, totally. even though he did all the kills he except was, for Randy. He, but he like, was totally the throwaway, yes. But I, I guess uh, my thing with him is I, I really love his line where he's just like stabs her and he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, wait, I was with you for like two years and now you notice me? Yeah. Fucking really? Like, he's yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I love that because he's just like, I. Like I've been here the whole time. Yeah. And now you're <laughs> you just waited too long. Sorry. This I, is making a move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's so good. So good. Oh, I love that shit. And maybe that is another factor is that I now appreciate that actor more because of stuff like Scott Pilgrim and, yeah. and things like that. That going back to watch it now, I'm like, okay, he it, he's not as annoying because he's kind of oh, played think, that character. I don't think it was ever annoying. Like even the beginning when they first go into school that one day. 
he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, yeah, I'm really the into other her. Guy I'm really is date the her. One. And the other, and the other dude's like, <laughs> kind of laughing at him. He's like, oh yeah, fuck me, right? Like, Which the other like, guy, a, like, the other friend yeah. is from. Uh... Damn! What... Yeah, with his fucking video bullshit. But yeah. which? What kind of bandwidth does that? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> the voice changing bandwidth. I mean, to, yeah, to be constantly filming and live streaming in 2011. And no well, it's, it's solar powered, obviously, because uh, yeah. yeah, you it never would, charges it. Yeah, you never. would just have a. It has one of those giant batteries. Like, the backpack is just a battery the entire time. Like, yeah, it's it may all around a battery. Stop thinking about it, because yeah, then you'll hurt your brain. Yes, exactly. I do like that this one kind of leaned into the whole like we live in Woodsboro. Like you kind of have to like horror movies if you live here, or no horror movies if you yeah. live here. I love that they leaned into that in the fourth one. Um, I don't know. Like I love the fourth one. Definitely like ramped it up coming off of like three because the- it would have been impossible not to ramp it up coming off of three. You have but, to. Like I feel like you had to be like dead to not ramp it up. Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... Plus, this one kind of like says like the motivation is is inspiration from the original. More, mm-hmm. and, I want to be famous. Yeah, and that's the whole yeah. thing is that this one is us watching it going ooh like in a way in this twist away because two and three it's still in the family and i guess still four is still in the family but yeah. mm-hmm. but the motivation isn't like you did me wrong it's more of let's try it again you Let's have to die for me to get famous yep yeah. uh which influencers weren't really a huge thing in 2011 um and i love the line where she's like what am i gonna do go to college grad school work yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and i was like oh man that is such a beautifully written line what am i gonna do work yeah yeah <laughs> but i appreciate that twist like at the end yeah. because you almost were like nah that seems too easy to do like it you think about it for a second and i think then it doesn't really catch it catch you off guard yes. in my opinion it does well and they have that kind of like tie through red herring of the person who gets like cut on the arm because Jerry O'Connell's character got cut in the same place that her character does in four and then Richie's character in five gets cut in the same place on that same yep. arm. Holy shit, I'd forgot about that. <laughs> but Jerry O'Connell turns out to be not the killer. Yeah. Yeah. Versus the other Even ones. though that's we <laughs> assume it was the boyfriend. Yeah. Because it was Bill away from the first one, boyfriend in the fifth one. All right, so <laughs> But no uh I think my favorite kill out of four has got to be Trevor's. Where he gets dick, shot bro. in the dick. He got shot in the dick. <laughs> like, without a doubt. He got shot in the dick. <laughs> like, in the head, but mostly the dick. <laughs> like, ow! I want to be, just shoot me in the head. Fuck, don't shoot me in the dick. I don't want to feel that. Just shoot me in the head. I'm not the girl you cheat on. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like fuck. fuck. But, but she's fucking Charlie behind the scenes. So it's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's a little sadistic. And it's a kind of a just cheap kill, but uh, with the cop Anthony uh, Anthony when he's just swatting in the air and shit like that, like it's just something so fucked up about that, like. So uh, that's actually allegedly, according to the commentary, based off of a real oh, yeah, I read that. thing that happened where like this guy got stabbed in the head and was then just like walking around. You're just blind. And, yeah. But you're just like, wow, that's so fucked up. Like, you're like I, I guess it depends where his frontal lobe. Yeah, it wouldn't. Maybe it wouldn't. It's not going to like be lights out. Yeah. Yes, initially. Yeah. Um, I love the kill of Allison Brie in the parking structure. <laughs> um, Like oh. just the that chase scene where it's like they put the camera underneath the car and 
and then you're like, oh, the killer's under the car, and she like gets down, and then it's like, oh, that's clear. Like, it was one of the times when they, I feel like, really started to play with the expectations of people. Uh, like, you know, again, jump scares became such a huge, huge thing in horror movies, like leading in the early 2000s, and mm-hmm. 90s, and so um, they really started like playing with those expectations of like, oh, they expect the killer to be underneath the car. Or they expect yeah. the killer to be behind the door. So instead, let's like just play with them. Although I will say, I think Five took that a little too far in that one scene. Which, uh, which the, scene? The yeah. West scene where they were like, oh, we're going to have him open 15 doors. Oh, oh <laughs> you don't yeah. in the kitchen where it's yeah. like, open this. No. Oh, and oh, I remember oh. commenting, we were watching that. Like, like oh, how, many how many fucking how, doors, man? How many fucking <laughs> doors? Yeah. That, that went a little overboard. Yeah. Yeah. Little oh, I will say my runner up favorite kill was Olivia's. Yeah, um, that I mean, gutted on Dude, that bed, that was, and there oh, was yeah, just yeah, blood yeah. everywhere. I think, I think that was not only reminiscent to the first scream, but also to the first nightmare because mm-hmm. it was just blood all over the walls. Yeah. Also, like, the first oh. time they shot that, they had like a doggy door over her like neck. They actually like took it out in post because they didn't feel like it made any sense because it was supposed to be this like callback to Tatum's death in the first. Oh, one. okay. Um, and I'm so glad they took that out because I was that just like, that really? would, no, that you're upstairs in the bedroom. How does that even make sense? Exactly, right? it doesn't. But like um, the fact that like he uh, Ghostface pushed her out the window. Friends are watching. Like she's just out. You know. Mm-hmm. Still getting stabbed, yanked her back in, and guts out. Yeah. And then that's how you find it. It's like, ah, yeah. That was probably the most gruesome death since the first one, I feel like. Like, as far as just gratuitous violence. Sure. And I think this this uh, movie really introduces, like, this different side of Sydney too. Like, this is where she's, like, running towards the danger. Yes. It's not, like, this isn't torturing her anymore, and you can kind of tell that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, too, I know it's a cheap one and it's super fast, but I love the through-the-mail slot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> where done. her aunt just like takes yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. That that was a that was a clever, just quick kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Even yeah. the like opening of four, which I will say is probably my least favorite opening of any of the screen movies. Kind of like the just meta. the top but, of yeah, the top, the like six and then seven. But I I will say this though. But you get to actresses that you recognize, and then like, yeah. and you're like, okay, so where's the killer? Oh wait, there yeah. she gets stabbed. Like. Oh, never mind. They were right. She was right there in front of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. then you get another one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I love that they they talk about um, since we're not doing stab trivia as as the the final questions. Oh, stump the host questions. Um, I love that they talk about how like stab five has time travel and like. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's right. <laughs> but actually, that is one of my biggest problems with the newest movie. Is there's a pretty large plot hole that they step right into for me, like as being somebody who is such a huge fan of like not only the movies but like the stab series inside of the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a pretty large problem. Oh yeah, what is that? Um, so the whole movie, they talk about, um, how stab eight is like, I guess the Halloween resurrection of this, <laughs> of oh, the stab God. series. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, where they were I mean, like, it motivates them to. Yeah. But so here's my biggest problem. Like in four, we get stab six and stab seven. So we know that like stab seven is made prior to S- scream four happening, like the events mm-hmm. of scream four happening. Um, and then. 
in this newest movie, they talk about how Stab 8, like, really went off the rails and he has a flamethrower and he has, like, a gold mask and all this other stuff. Well, the entire motivation of these killers is to give them source material for a new movie, but it's like they already had source material from Scream 4. Four. Yeah. Yeah. And Wes even says that like his mom is a character in some of those movies, but that doesn't make sense either because like if they have only gotten up to stab eight and there was never any movies made off of the source material from Scream 4, like again, then, I know, yeah. dude, this is me being like time <laughs> zones in Halloween 3, but like <laughs> I just, it's something that bugged me because yeah, I was like, the thing. I was like, but they already had source material. They already had real killings yeah. that took place like since the events of the original three that they could have yes. used for another stab movie. Um, so that is my probably largest problem with this movie. And I don't know, maybe there were more stab movies that they just didn't talk about <laughs> in here. But I feel like with everybody being so mad about stab eight, it felt like it was a recent stopped problem. It. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that was where it like stopped at in yeah. the franchise. Uh, I think my biggest problem is this fucking movie was fucking slow as shit. It's funny to me that you say that because, like, oh. when I went back and was like taking notes on the movie, like, there's really not that many different scenes to this movie. I think it's just the kills. There's not the a lot. Of, so, there's like, for for it following the trend of all the other screen movies. There's not tension scenes, but drama scenes, and to me kind of a waste because I don't care about the characters is the best way I can put it. Like, uh, I mean, I do love the idea. As somebody who has like different colored hair, I do love the idea of the pink-haired girl being the boring one of the yeah. group. Like, that was really funny to me. But that could also be a motivation. Like, but God, was she? the Like, I had almost forgotten about that character completely. And Vince, at the beginning, was such a throwaway character. Like, we didn't get any backstory other than, like, oh, they da he dated Liv last summer, and then it's like, oh, now he's dead and now he's Stu's nephew yeah like yeah and I mean all right there were so many bad actors in this film that that really <laughs> just... fucking kills it for me like our main final girl Sam I mean the actress as far as looks go had a little like I said Miranda Baccarat going on but like as far as her acting capability she was fucking garbage my cousin who went to go see this with me, she was like, why is her lip filler so bad? Oh, and I was, was like, I think they were trying to give her that like almost like buck tooth look that Sydney had in the first movie. Is that what they were doing? I don't know. I, thought, I mean, that, that, her look. that was like, my thought. That I, I gave the opinion on the look, but I'm talking about like her acting was just fucking terrible. Well, if you had a two minute scene of her admitting to her younger sister about like she caused the parents a divorce and she found out her dad's actually the serial killer or something like that. But we get that scene, I feel like two more times with more interactions with her sister again and with her boyfriend and with somebody else where, and then if that wasn't enough, then you get imaginary friend, dad, yeah. Talking oh, to her. Talk about the de aging of yeah. Skeetle. So if it wasn't oh, stressed enough that dad was Loomis from the original, you get conversation over conversation, and then you get imaginary, you know, imaginary friend version of him. 
that I just I don't care. Like I just she, didn't I just didn't care. She looks to him for for like acknowledgement at the end to kill fucking Stu. Like what the fuck? I, I hated that. I was like, oh. why are we trying to give Billy Loomis a redemption arc? No, he does not. It, no, like, it was you're weird. negating the first one by trying to do that because no, Billy was a fucking horrible person. It would have made people like it, that's it set that's up it set up that they were going to do something they had never done in any of the other screen movies and that maybe. There's some kind of schizophrenia where she's blacking out that we don't know she's blacking out and she is one of the killers. But no, no, it's not that. No, I, that would have been more interesting. They, exactly. I think if they go into the next one, that's kind of where I feel like they have set themselves up to go. But they should have like, just done it here. So, like Sam Carpenter, obviously, <laughs> obviously referential. Um, but like Sam Carpenter, uh, in my opinion, was not nearly as good of a final girl as Tara was. And like mm. acting wise, character development wise, like Tara is, Jenna Ortega is so good, I feel like yeah, in this no, movie. Yeah, yeah. And so what I would love to see if they do another one um, is that Sam has gone off the deep end with this like Billy thing and then she becomes the killer and then Jenna Ortega's character becomes the Sydney. That yeah. would be okay. Cause we, we, we talked about that where I was like, no, Tara was awesome. Yeah. Fucking See, Sam I, was shit. I almost would have rather seen, and they could have set it up this way is that Richie obviously knows Sam's history, knows who it is and does everything possible to unlock that personality from Sam, yeah. so he's not the killer, but he's pushing her. Like he mm. knows she's got, like you know, she's got some issues and psychotic issues. You whatever you need to lean on, and he, and he's not the killer. He's there to push her to where she becomes a killer from him, like accidentally bringing up stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I know y'all's opinions <laughs> on this. Um, I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought that it was. The they were never gonna make a perfect scream requel, um, but <laughs> but I know that it, I I did like where it went for the most part. Like I said, there was the plot hole with the stab movies for me. I wasn't a big fan of Billy Loomis um, coming back. I did love, however. So I like I said, Stu was supposed to come back in three. I feel like everybody who was on Reddit, especially once the trailer came out and they saw that it was in Stu's house. I mean, everybody thought that Stu was coming back in this movie as the killer. Room? Too. We yeah. were fucking yeah. ready. Oh they yeah, had, they had images. So, like Matthew, he he was on the set. Like he was there. Like like okay, where is he? Where is so, he? So hilariously, I called the two killers right, but for the wrong reason. I thought they were going to be Stu's kids. I thought well, I, I called I called uh, the boyfriend being Stu's son because he acted like, very no, Stuish. Fucking Stu's son. He yeah. is the closest. That, like, that was, in my opinion, of all the movies in the franchise, to Stu is the way he acts. Yeah. Like, I loved the like I know it's a bummer it's me I was yeah. like I loved that line these little yeah. like he, throwaways. he definitely he, I think he still is a show he is definitely the best part of uh, Scream Five agreed he I mean and even the line like when Jenna uh, when Tara I guess uh, throws the phone at him in the hospital oh he's yeah like, did you just hit me with a phone <laughs> and it's, so there is these they really do play with it and I will say like God did they play with that stew bit the whole time like with the original questions being about who are the killers and her forgetting Stu and then 
every conversation that happens about this they're like oh billy loomis billy loomis billy loomis Stu like doesn't even get mentioned so i feel like the the guys um who directed this i feel like they knew that that was the rumor and they fucking played with that through the whole movie I'll like give even, you that. even in the last scene even in the end credits i was like Okay, where is he? Where yeah. he's gonna Where's show up? Like, Stu? I was like, is he gonna like Twilight Zone us and like close the ambulance door? Like, <laughs> I was like so ready. Oh, for, that would have like... been rad though if he was like. I, hey, hey, hey. I think my expectations just from the, the guys that directed it. I, I really am a huge fan of Ready or Not, and I just thought it was gonna be a lot more fun. I, I mean, that's the thing is that there's just so many drag out parts that I just think are unnecessary and just like have fun, have some kills, have some stuff, big reveal at the end. I mean. I, so I feel like the kills in this are so different from the rest of the from the rest of the movies because like even when we got these like gutted scenes like with Olivia in four or Casey in the first one like this one I feel like sits with the kills and like it doesn't turn away from them like the other movies do there is a lot of overkill in some of these kills like yes. with uh, Richie and with um, Judy uh, with Dewey. Yeah. Double stab. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we brought, we, yeah, we, they were like, yeah, uh, he's not coming Even though back. The <laughs> double stab with the strength to lift up is done not by Richie, but by, yeah, which that's a strong teenage She's girl. No to, yeah. That goth chick was picking yeah. dude up and stat was like, stab. She was, Amber? she wasn't, Amber wasn't doing yeah, that. That's the, Amber wasn't doing that. I, I no. love that she tried to pull, like, in the last scene, she tried to pull the little, like, um, like oh, like I I didn't I got like sidelined by yeah. the fans or yeah. like I got hyped nope. up by this and then in the last scene where she was like you killed my best friend and she's like yeah and he died like a pussy I was You're like, like oh, damn, damn yeah <laughs> I was like whoa all yeah. right <laughs> sure <laughs> but um I will say it was it was interesting to me I'm like does this actress just have like a a stunt double that does a lot of firework because she also gets set on fire in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, yes. Holy shit! Yes. I, okay. Thank you. That's I where like, I knew her where from. Where have I? That's where I fucking thank knew her you. from. Was Once Upon a Time. Yes. 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 So yes. I was like, does she just have a stunt she double that must... really loves doing like fire? That's work? so funny. I I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. Well, and I love the whole, like, um, they hit her in the face with a bottle and, like, she's like, fucking hand sanitizer? And I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh, they're setting this up for something because I thought it was a bottle of, like, I don't know, tequila or something like that. Which is sitting on her face, which is just distracting. Yeah, it was so goopy, but I was like, oh, hand sanitizer in your eyes, though. That sounds horrible. But it's just on her, as she's, like, saying shit, it's just slimy. Like, yeah. (laughs) Oh. All right. Anything anybody, anybody else got anything to say about Scream Five? I know you guys did like a separate. <laughs> I know, I know. If you couldn't tell I from know. lowdowns, is anybody? Uh, no, I mean, but I will also do the same voice with it because I. Yeah. So I I liked it. I feel like there are so many Easter eggs. There's so many little callbacks. Like um, I know we talked like off off yeah. air about this, but um, they do confirm that Kirby is still alive in this one when they have the Dead Meat podcast that, or whatever they're calling it in, in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, they On the sidebar, they have a, 
a YouTube suggestion that's uh, interview with Kirby from the Woodsboro Massacre. So we do know for sure it's now canon that she did survive uh, Scream 4. And the last uh, video, just even more of them playing with us throughout this whole movie, is like, is the real Stu Mocker from Woodsboro alive? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like there are these little like Easter eggs, like her being married to Mark or like even just the acknowledgement of Tatum, which yeah. doesn't really happen in any of the other movies. Like with Dewey having her ashes out and prominent um, with you know Martha Meeks having the kind of shrine to Randy in the yeah, house yeah. like I did really appreciate like as a fan like the acknowledgement of these people who were like important to the players that we still have in these movies that shrine was a little weird though I mean like I, I just don't know I mean it was if, but you know you, like you really like you're all, like it's like taking up half the wall like it was just kind of weird I mean, yeah, I will say, like, as somebody who had uh, my, my husband lost a family member relatively early, and it, it is kind of like that, like, because, you know, when somebody's taken very young, especially in, like, a tragic circumstance, like, they, the family does tend to, like, hold on to that. So it felt... It like even though it was a lot, like it did it didn't ring like untrue to me or yeah, okay. like something okay. that wouldn't have happened. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I didn't I clearly didn't have the same feelings. Like were there problems with it? Absolutely. But I went to see it twice and I didn't I didn't dislike it the second time and I'm looking forward to seeing it another time too. Like I'm trying to get my family to go see it. With I mean, me. if it's on somewhere, I don't think I'm going to intentionally see it again but in the same instance <laughs> if will, it's on TV I will give it a second chance that way but I'm not gonna probably buy it or no I'm gonna say, like, I'm kind of assuming like I will rewatch it it just <laughs> in the right <laughs> are you sure this, this is coming off like uh, I'm gonna have to do this term paper on no, screen five I mean like so. I, I, no I've done that with, I've done that with a few films and I'm not saying this will be one of them but I've come out on the other end with a different perspective of the film right um, I don't know. If, like I said, I don't know if they have with Screen Five, but I would rewatch it. But it would need to be free and uh, <laughs> like in my <laughs> face. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, even just some of the stuff that they did um, with reference to Wes Craven. Obviously, they had um, somebody in the film that was named Wes, and they mm. killed that character off just so they could have the party for Wes. And like, yeah. you have oh. for Wes at the credits with like the birds because he was a bird watcher aficionado like i mean there's so much stuff that's such like a you know just trying to pay homage to wes craven in this movie and i think i do think they did a good job like i get i get the pacing was a little bit different and mm. obviously like the the thing that you talked about is very true like there are i really wanted more chase scenes that is the one thing that i really felt was really true from they this stumble you know cause yeah. every, every ghost face stumbles yeah. Well, and, and, and that's the thing is, like, there really isn't any chase scene in this whole movie. Like, if you go, like, the Like, first... one of the twins got chased a little I bit. I mean, kind of, kind but, of. like... Yeah, that's, like, it. That, I will say, is something that I w was so happy about because the one of the biggest problems I had with the first, the, like, opening scene is when her, like, she couldn't yell to her parents. I was like, she has the phone in her hand. Just throw the phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, just, like, and so when he was, like, trying to, like, get the, um, get the phone GPS to be turned off and he couldn't do it because his hands were bloody, he threw the phone and I was like, thank God somebody figured yeah, like, out yeah. <laughs> to yeah, throw yeah, the fucking, phone. Fucking phone. <laughs> 
But All right. I also can't believe that he survived. I was shocked by that. Um, mm. This yeah. this most recent movie, it barely has more kills than the first one. It's sitting at eight, I believe, um, which is like really low considering that Scream 4, especially if you take in the opening credits scenes, um, has 15. So it just... I don't know. Like, I was surprised by how many people they let survive this and how many people they're going to bring back if they do another one. I think so. the big one, though, is that they kill one of the main ones finally. Cause they, they had to. He, yeah. he, he was stabbed to. in every fucking movie. I mean, yeah. He's, like, he's, he was he's literally stabbed, stabbed in every close, fucking movie. He was getting movie, close dude. to like 30 times being stabbed, which, yeah. The yeah. blood has to stay in the body. Like, you just got lucky that many times, all right? Well, and I feel like Dewey is the one who is constantly, like, the connection between Sydney and Gale and, you know, the killing. So by killing him off, you give them an excuse to kind of not have to come back, even though I do think they are signed on for more movies. Oh, God. Um, what are those they going to do? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. Kirby is listed as a contact in Dewey's phone, so we know that ah. he's in contact with her as well. So, like, there are these little, like, baby Easter eggs that are kind of hidden all over this movie, but... I don't know. I didn't dislike the movie. I guess that's the big difference. Like, I would not tell people to not go see it. In fact, I would tell them quite the opposite. Like, go see it. Especially, like, I'm excited to go. I'll say this. I'm really excited to take my 15-year-old to go see this movie. Hmm. Like, um, who... You know, she has seen the original. I don't think she's watched any of the other ones with me because she just doesn't seem to be all that interested. But um, I'm excited to take her because, like, these are now people that are her age Mm. or, like, close on that are Mm -hmm. going through this. And I think that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about, like, the original movies is they were kids that were a little older than me and, like, felt like people that I would have gone to school with or known, you know? So... I am excited to take her and I would tell people like obviously it is a little bit of a brutal movie to take a young child to but if you have a teenager like I really feel like it's you know it's a fun movie for them yeah it's not too brutal for like a teenager I feel like the original was more brutal as far as the kills go I mean this this one's basically just a lot of stabs a lot yeah. of stabs a lot of stabs it's a lot of stabs. I, are we doing favorite kill from this one or have, did you already do that? Oh, we, oh we can hear yours because yeah, we've, we, 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 we agreed on Dewey's, yeah. oh, Dewey's death. I Front back scratch. I, I loved Richie's. Like, I loved the, like, just complete overkill of Sam killing Richie. <laughs> uh, we, we, and we, I think we did agree with that. We mentioned that. That, that, that was like, gnarly. Uh, that was a gnarly you fucked up. Scene. She's got a little serial killer in her. And yeah. you can yeah. bring that out like, when she stabs she him over. Him, like, 21 times, I think. That's awesome. And, and then she shoots him three times. Yeah. And I was like. She had, some, she had to work out some shit. I mean, honestly, like him being like, it wasn't that hard to find you and it wasn't that hard to fuck you either. I was like, "Mm, I would feel some kind of way. Here's the thing is is his plan almost would have been extremely successful if somehow they had, if he had killed, you know, our other two characters because like she is the perfect, like the whole setup is. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. when they find his body, no, I was defending myself. 30 times with a knife and three gunshots defending yourself. Like, so it's a, and she's very lucky that there's two other people in that house that are still alive to say, no, she is. Cause she's good. 
One of the other lines, I actually wrote this one down. It was, you want me to help you and the host of a morning show commit murder. And that's something I never really thought about before now is like, they're really not trying to like catch this guy and get yeah. him over to the police. They're like, nah, fuck you. Like we're coming in here to clean house. And yeah, I was like, that's true. Huh, I never really thought about that before this movie. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I guess his death was that we did mention that that was yeah. kind of like the honorable mention I think it was just getting Dewey's death and then also the way he died it was just the double stab oh god that would suck stab yeah. in the front stab in the back well and the cinematography that was a perfect time for a gut that... shot though perfect perfect time for like some disembowelment and they didn't use it though yeah but i do i did really love the cinematography of like Ghostface standing over in kind of like that menacing way because i don't feel like we get a lot of that like after kill hangout Mm -hmm. shot but is that what you kind of meant by a sit by on some of the kills yeah it 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 really like it you know even with casey which i feel like is one of the like most brutal or olivia which is another one that's super brutal it's like we miss a lot of like the he, we miss him spraying kills. it on the wall the last thing yeah. you see is he's holding her out the window yeah and that's it yeah you know? so i think this one does a really nice job of just kind of like oh we're gonna watch this girl stab this guy 21 times or we're gonna watch judy get stabbed eight times or you know we're gonna watch while wes gets this knife like pushed into his throat yeah um which while i appreciate that effect was not my favorite yeah (laughs) like i i really wanted more from those like scenes i wanted a chase scene um, I like how they, you know, did a little bit of subverting stuff with having the man taking the shower instead of the woman taking the shower. But again, like some of that stuff felt really on the nose. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that just feels this weird franchise. It's a franchise that was with only five movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because most of them It's are... okay. I talked two movies worth for <laughs> each one. <so. laughs> no, it's just the, the other, all the other ones we've had at least like eight. Yeah. <laughs> at least like eight movies. So. Uh, that's it for the Scream franchise episode, but it doesn't mean we're done. Before we get into the last part, we got to talk about all our sponsors and all that good shit. So go to GIPodcast.com, click on the links tab, click on the Amazon tab, and log in and shop through Amazon like normal. It costs not- nothing extra to you, but we get a little kickback. We appreciate that shit. We're all a little broke after Christmas. I'm just saying. Anyway. Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. yeah. Get some shit now. You know, maybe take a while for shit to come. So hit that link. Get it now. Fuck. Exactly. Well, especially with all the snowstorms happening. You never know. You gotta just pre-order shit. You know, it's fine. And uh, the link right next to the Amazon link is Public. That's where all the merch is for all all the shows under the network and plus just random tangential fun fucking designs. You can get on everything except koozies. (laughs) <laughs> magnet no stickers fucking banners no koozies no koozies but yeah. magnet stickers banners shirts hoodies mugs no Man, pads you're gonna lose your bags. fucking mind if they ever announce they're doing koozies you're I like, will, like they've done it people I will, I will do like a scary movie excitement explosion explosion yeah <laughs> if they ever announce <laughs> koozies like <laughs> oh koozies <laughs> <laughs> and uh now that's done it's time for Stump, the host. All right, so Stump, the host, guys. Here we go. First one of the year. Oh, man. You were only up by one. That's true. I made a slight, small comeback. 
That's all or, I'm or, or I intentionally want to make it really dramatic. So, I, no, I, no I, I, I just fucked up with the I last be- few. You, you, yeah. Exactly. You fucked up. I wasn't better. You just fucked up. And yeah. that's why it's only one away now. It's not because at all. Because he's really good at trivia. And I knew this beforehand. <laughs> this is why I thought this would be a fun thing to do on the podcast. But, yeah. He's really good at trivia. Well, I thought about being really petty and doing all stab movie trivia. <laughs> we would have just failed. It would have been yeah. a tie. Yeah. I do have one stab question in here, but um but you I'm it is first. all it is all uh scream or scream adjacent, I guess, trivia. All right. All right. So, uh, hopefully I get uh, at least one right. All right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna force you guys to do my tiebreaker either way. So Ooh, just so oh, you know. Geez. All right. <laughs> Well, you can decide who goes first. It is up uh, to you. I, I have you first, because I did oh. try to tailor questions that I thought maybe you guys would get. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. So you guys. Damn. She, I, I really, she, wants, she wants the tie, so she she's wants, like, she, I, she <laughs> I'm influenced. I set it up this way. All right. All right. Let's see. Oh. In Scream 2, mm. Lori Metcalf's character is only referred to as Debbie Salt, Mrs. Loomis, or Billy's mother. However... Kevin Williamson has said that Mrs. Loomis shares a name with the actress that plays Annie in Halloween 1 and 2. Name that actress. Oh, Halloween. Wait. Actress that plays... Annie. Annie? Mm-hmm. Annie, Annie was in Halloween 2. I thought she was. If, if, if she isn't in 2, then, you know, that's my bad, but... Annie, her last name is Loomis. Mm-hmm. It's Nancy Loomis. It is Nancy Loomis. Yeah. But Annie was in Halloween 3. That actress uh, was in Halloween 3, not in Halloween not 2. Not 2. Okay. That's, That's where I was confused. confused. Yeah. That's okay. where I was confused. Yeah, but That's Nancy my Loomis. bad. Yeah, yeah. But Nancy Loomis is right, yeah, okay, so you cool. did get it oh. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Sweet. That's what confused me. It was like, Halloween 2. I was like, ah, she's dead. <laughs> but she's the mom in 3. She's the mom in 3. Yeah. All, All right. right. Hunter. Uh, Scream is obviously known for its close ties to the Halloween movies. Scary Movie is a horror parody comedy that is based around the events of the first Scream movie. What is the name of the 1981 horror parody comedy that is loosely based around the original Halloween and starring a killer known only as The Breather? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> we can steal, too, but I think he's going to And I, I'm having trouble remembering it. Holy shit. I the fucking breather. own this movie, and I am drawing a blank, <laughs> and it's fucking killing me. Oh my god, I, I I'm drawing a blank, and it's it, yeah. If you can steal it, go ahead. I, I, I'm gonna throw out a guess. I don't know if you want to do. I know do it's just funny. It's just this is one of those blanks that I'm I, I'm gonna keep myself. I can literally point behind me right now that I own the fucking movie, but it's called the breather. I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw out a guess, and it's probably wrong. But isn't it Saturday the Fourteenth? No, no, okay. no. It is. God damn it. You're going to say it, and I'm going to be so right. irritated because. Right. Are, you, are you ready? I already it? guessed, so he doesn't have a. He, what yeah. is it? It's student bodies. Student bodies. God damn it. <laughs> We're literally. There's a counter at the bottom every time someone goes, hey, who's that over there? And then a counter pops up right before they fucking die. Yep. It's amazing. It, and God damn it. It's I've one of been, my favorite movies of all time. <sighs> I, I have. <laughs> I, it's one of those just brain farts. Where I'm on I've a like, campaign to get people to see yeah, this movie. No. Because it's hysterical. If you like any slapstick comedy, airplane type of stuff, please go watch. Student the killer yeah. just it kills people hysterical. with trash bags half the time. Where and it's <laughs> it, it um it, it's um, really funny. Horse horse head, horse uh, head book, bookends. Yeah, horse uh, head bookends. I may or may not have made sets of horse head bookends We're, for yeah. friends of mine. <laughs> 
Really? Yeah. Where literally he look, he's going, he's the, the shop teacher's way. He's like, hello, who's there? Horsehead bookends. Who? Horsehead bookends. Like, it, it's, that movie's so stupid and amazing. <laughs> and I oh, can't believe girl. I fucking blanked on that shit. shouldn't even be in the class anymore. Yeah. I mean, God. There's so many great lines in that. All right. You ready? This mm. is this is. I gave you both a three answer one, so right. I'm sorry for being mean. Um, mm. What's your favorite scary movie? Is obviously a famous line used in all of the Scream movies. However, only three characters are ever able to give Ghostface an answer to this question: oh, Casey Becker in Scream One, Randy Meeks in Scream Two, and Tara Carpenter in Scream Five. What were their favorite scary movies? Oh. I try to give you hints. <laughs> oh, Casey was um, um, Halloween. No, it was, was Nightmare on Elm Street. No, 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 you weren't the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay. I'm gonna. I'm, I didn't give you anything, but no, if you get it, right, I don't remember what Randy's was. I don't remember what any of the other two were. All right, know. so uh, it was Randy from Scream Two. Scream Two. So Jamie Kennedy. Right before he gets killed, he's talking to Ghostface. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember what he said. I, don't, I literally don't remember what his favorite movie was. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that too. I'd say just Nightmare on Elm Street. It's, it's Showgirls. Oh, <laughs> it is fucking Showgirls. He can, I, and I know he was like, lab, he was like Showgirls, horrifying, absolutely and like, terrifying. And, and, terrifying. And part five, it's the Babadook because we brought that up. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember the Babadook. Yeah. yeah, God damn. All right, well, we need to. It's, 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 you, right. you, so one nothing. All right. Um, if I went off Nancy Loomis, I'll be happy. God damn it. <laughs> All right, Hunter. All right. Of the nine ghost face killers that we have had in the movies, I'm not talking about that TV show, um, only three reveal themselves to be the killer by removing the ghost face mask. Which three? Mm. Mm. Fucking goddammit. What's the name in part two, I believe? Part three and fuck, I... Draw like on the last one, so is it? Take got... a guess. Take a guess. <laughs> it's not part five because I'm I I I guess part four with uh, uh the Culkin, right? Well, mm, God, you're so close. <laughs> was it? Was it the the? Was it the? It was the niece. niece. God damn four, it! She's like, Floop. I'm like drawing the fucking blank on uh, the yeah. Uh, uh, I was so. It was up to you if you want to give it to him, but he did. Uh, he I knew it was he got the right movie wrong. I knew. Him. Yeah, I don't know. How do you, you? You be the judge of that. I mean, I already told you I'm going to force you to do my tiebreaker anyway, yeah. so we'll so, give it to you. <laughs> all right. All right, so it's one one. All right. If you just said the, the movie, yeah. It's like your Niners game last week. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. God, you're so close. I don't know why oh, I, was just, I was trying to remember the killers of fucking four, man. I mean, okay, so I tried to give you, like, slightly, I thought, easier questions, but it's probably not. I'm sorry. Oh, um, God. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. All right, in the first Scream movie. Randy tells Stu that the cops are always off track when it comes to these investigations. What movie did he say would save them time if they watched it? If the cops watched it. Um, oh, he, oh he, he's got this one. <laughs> oh. Mm, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Could it be something that we had a killer filler on? Possibly a prom night? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Prom night? Save time. I wanted to lie. That's right. But I wanted to give a little taunt. He so. did. He did yeah. say prom night. Now I remember that. Fuck. All right. All right. So you win. Well, no, unless I no, steal you... yours. That's true. Yeah. Unless right. I steal yours and it's right. tied All right. again. What 
real-life horror director is credited as the director of the in-film movie Stab. Real-life horror director. Real-life horror director. Real-life horror director. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Um, I, I will even give you the hint that it is n- not Wes Craven. No, sh- I would assume. <laughs> right. So then it's... Real-life horror director. Then it's John Carpenter. It is not John Carpenter. Oh! I'm going to go with uh, Toby Hooper. It is Robert Rodriguez. Oh, my God! I was so thinking not, that, too! He's not just a horror director, though. That, that, so that's threw me off. He's also an action director. But that's director. funny. Is I was like, no. I was like, eh, it could be Rodriguez. And I was like, no, no. That's well, but then it would I be... rescind your steal from earlier. So I now know. we're in a tie. But it, <laughs> which makes sense because of Miramax. Yeah, but Rodriguez wasn't just a horror director. Well, no, but he was tight with Miramax. That's why. God damn it. Uh, I always go with your first instinct. No, we're still right. so she, but I couldn't get studio so bo- bodies. We're still one one because he took the other bullshit one back. So. All right, all right. So <laughs> all how right. do you want to do the tiebreaker? Do we want to do whoever yells first or what? No, um, I already know how I want to do the tiebreaker. Uh, so there are a lot of answers to this. Um, so we're going to do Sudden Death Knockout, which is... Uh, Answer for answer, if you double up or you get one wrong, the other person has a chance to get that one right. And mm. then, um, this is new, yeah, okay. yeah, yep, yeah, I know. Let's I had see. to be, I had to be different. Okay. Um, but it felt so perfect for y'all's show specifically. So, um, in Scream 4, mm. Ghostface asks Kirby to name the remake of the groundbreaking horror movie in which the villain, but Kirby cuts him off and lists. 15 different remakes. Mm-hmm. You guys do killer or filler. Start naming those remakes. You have to name the 15? I'm just, uh, no, it's pr- just like one for one. The prom night. Prom night is one of them. My Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. That is also one of them. Uh, oh, at that point, oh, Jesus. Because that was 2011, uh, Friday 13th. That is one, yep. Nightmare on Elm Street. Halloween. That is, yes, both are right. So back to Hunter. Oh, fuck. Did we already see prom night? Yes. Okay, shit. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think what he mentions, because I'd say Evil Dead, but I don't think that's in No, there. that came out yeah. in 2013. God damn it. Uh, I'm, right, I'm stalling here. <laughs> Duh. Nothing? I'm drawing a fucking blank. Right. You might- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is one of them. Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones that you guys did not get are Dawn of the Dead, The Hills Have Eyes, Amityville Horror, Last House on the Left. We've literally done it. When a Stranger Falls, <laughs> Black, Black, Black Christmas. Black Christmas. All of them except for. Wax, The Fog, and Piranha. <laughs> We've only done not. We only haven't done two of those. Three I of know. Those. It felt yeah. so perfect. Oh yeah. uh, my god! I was like, oh, so we do that sweet. One. I, I beat you by the Texas Chainsaw remake. I had Evil Dead stuck in my head, that's and I knew it. I, didn't, I know. Twenty thirteen. I know. That's the thing. Evil Dead, and I couldn't get Evil Dead out of my head to think of anything <laughs> to else. Think of Dawn of the Dead, the one that you. That was our first killer filler that you like jizzed all over. I know. And I was did. like, and I was like, oh, that's probably not even mentioned in there. No, it so, was mentioned. There. I was trying to think of shitty remakes that we've covered. <laughs> no, it was. They, I mean, most I mean, of the ones we had mentioned. That's the thing. The ones we had mentioned most of them were the, right, the show so, ones. Oh man, we're tied. We're tied. We're tied. Oh bro. shit. Fuck. Man, goddamn brain fart with student that bodies. Was a fun. Some the host. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It Thank was. you guys so much for having frustrating me. Frustrating and fun. I'm sorry. Major- no, ma- majority of fun. I mean, I could have come out with than, the stab you know. ones and asked you guys which stab movie had Again, time traveling you had, in. You would, I might have remembered five, yeah. but probably not. 
like I think that was a reference to the shitty Friday Thirteenth Part Five sequel. Mm-hmm. They were just saying how stupid Five is. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's what I'm going with. All right, so but thank you. That was that was a lot of fun. And uh, if you want and I are tied, we'll see how this goes. The next full length. Oh, oh shit. Oh god. Oh, well, fuck. congratulations, good sir. And I'm very thank honorable, you. and I'm not going to talk shit. So thank you, thank you, sir. Yes, 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 not, yes. Nor shall I. Nor shall I. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. We need to get back to shit talking. No, because nobody wants to hear us congratulate each other, right? Maybe they do. You don't know. Maybe they're like, no, they're like, talk shit. Good sport. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't take my. There are no cocks in either mouths. You know, usually that's how. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Maybe if I see the lead, I'll end with, like, I just put my cock in your mouth. How's it taste? And then you'll never have the lead ever again. (laughs) Anyhow, let's finish this up. So, anyway. Hit us up at GLPodcast.com. Check out all these shows under the network. There's something for everybody. And also hit us up at lowdownbrown.gui at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the Scream franchise. What do you think about the new one? Do you agree with kind of our gist on the entire franchise? What are your, what are your opinions? We want your feedback. We want to know what you feel. You know. And then until we talk to you again, embrace the madness. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but it is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always... Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch Nights, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights, and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts.
My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.